This Wawa 250 edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Talking racing things is what we are here to do. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Yeah, things look and sound a little different than normal. I, of course, am away on business, but the show must go on, Cody. We are still running around Daytona for the Xfinity Series. We are still about to have some super speedway racing, and we can't miss a beat, buddy. We can't leave anything off the table. So uh, I will muscle through. Hopefully you guys muscle through a little bit of the difference that you're hearing and uh, and still enjoy the content. I know Cody doesn't mind it because uh, that means we're still cooking. That's right. I'm just glad that you're here. I'm glad I don't have to be hosting and trying to get through all these massive ad reads that you always do. Uh, <laughs> and of course, I enjoy your company. I enjoy uh, spending time with you as always. So I'm glad you're here. And uh, yeah, hey, even when the the army needs you, which we appreciate your service, by the way. So thank you. But uh, we're glad that uh, they still allow you to find time for us as well. Uh, well, you know, they can't hold me down. I, I tried to tell them. They were like, hey, you need to. I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. There are people out here that need these Xfinity picks. And right. if they don't get them, then it will be a worse consequence than whatever you've got for me. I, I don't Especially, care. Lock me in the brig. That's right. Especially on a week like Daytona, Rod. You can't, you can't miss the Daytona Pick Show. These are one of the most fun shows of the year. That's what I'm saying. It's literally just like I have my my um, Dungeons and Dragons dice, and I've just been rolling them to see what who I'm going to pick. So it, this has been a lot of fun already. There you go. That's the way to do it. Uh, yeah. Again, like I said, thanks for hanging with it. I know there's a little bit of an echo going on. I'm literally in this big spacious room that has zero acoustic uh, anything. So it's the only space I could get. You can uh, go with it if you want. <laughs> we'll take what we can get again. Can't be, can't be too picky. Uh, as long as we got you, we're happy. 
Indeed. Uh, all right. It is, of course, Daytona. We are the Wawa 250. Uh, this is the Xfinity Series race that will happen uh, on Friday night, actually, which is, again, a little bit different than what we're normally used to, right? Trucks end up being on Friday. No, not this time. We're Friday night. It is 100 laps around the gigantic two and a half miles that is the Daytona Super Speedway. Um, but yeah, Cody, I mean, obviously, we talked about it a lot in the Cup Series. This is more of a, and and actually maybe even a little less so, because we actually see these Xfinity drivers somewhat spread out. There's not a whole lot of three wide all the time. They'll get into two wide here and there, but it feels like the lines and the packs don't undulate nearly as much as the Cup Series. So as we as we talk about these long shots, understand that the Cup Series, these long shots are, are you know, you might as well just load up on the long shots. We're going to load up on some long shots here, but the variance of this race particular is not necessarily as, I guess, uh, substantial as it is in the cup race, you'll notice. Yeah, and we usually talk about that in the Xfinity Series. It seems like the Xfinity Series of the three, right? The trucks are a chaotic mess. The cup series is a chaotic mess most of the time. And Xfinity's kind of in between. Still going to be the big one. There's still going to be plenty of cars that wreck. There's still going to be names you don't normally see battling for the win, battling for the win. Anybody can still win. Anybody can get these top fives. It's still all there. It just does seem to be tapered down a little. It does seem like they get spread out. It's a completely different car than the Cup Series. So we do see a lot of, it seems like a lot less chaos for the most part. But you go back to this race last year, Jeremy Clements is the winner. So that right there shows you. I think he was 100 to 1 on the day. That right there shows you anybody can win this race like we talked about, right? Go back to the Cup Series show yesterday. We gave out a guy at 100 to 1, so maybe that's the, a little omen for that to happen again. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, that alone, right? It's BJ McLeod in the Cup Series. has finished in the top 10 in the last two races at this, you know, in this Daytona race and this Daytona race last year with Jeremy Clements for Xfinity. So anybody can still win. Uh, anybody can get good finishes. So we're going to have picks throughout the field again like we did in the Cup Series. Um and uh, this is not the last playoff or last race before the playoffs for the Xfinity Series guys. Their playoffs start a little bit later. They have still got Darlington to go, and then Kansas is actually the cutoff race in two races. So we're getting down to the, the nitty-gritty, right? We're getting towards the end. Only 12 guys make it in the Xfinity Series playoffs. But if a guy like Jeremy Clements wins, puts him in the playoffs, much like it did last year. Right now, you've got uh, Sheldon Creed at 22 to the good. Number 11, 28 to the good. Riley Herbst, 3 to the good. Kligerman's 3 out. Brandon Jones, 61 out. So really, after that, it's kind of win and get in. So a lot of guys are going to be trying to to win and punch their playoff tickets this weekend. Yeah, and really, uh, you look at the field, and Ty Gibbs is actually in there at the number 19 car. He's he's running that he-got-us car again. And, uh, uh, actually... <laughs> That got that oh, got no, changed. No, oh, so I've, he was I was on the, the road. See? Yeah, exactly. And so you probably hadn't seen this. And there was even odds for him out, which is what seemed weird. But mm-hmm. uh, so Kyle Busch and Ty Gibbs were listed on the uh, entry list because they're the guys who drove those cars last week. Trevor Bain is actually uh, former Daytona, the youngest Daytona 500 winner in history. He is going to be in the 19 car for Gibbs, and the 10 will be occupied by Justin Haley, which I think we already had known that prior to today, but. 
Um, yeah, but there was that change was announced earlier this afternoon on what I don't know what day it is, but it's Wednesday. <laughs> so wait, so, yes, so who, who's Gibbs, in the nineteen car again? Ty Gibbs is out, and uh, uh, Trevor Bain is in. There you go. Okay. So. Uh, well, then that makes a lot more sense. Then all right. So never yes. mind. There will be no Cup drivers in this field. Uh, I Haley. mean, again, like I said, there was two Cup drivers. Just, oh, well, Justin, Justin Haley. Haley but, eh. So yeah, and hey, yeah, okay. Trevor Bain for what it's worth, youngest Daytona five hundred winner in history. So former Cup Series driver. Just kind of a part-time guy now, but um, some other notables. Uh, Jordan Anderson is actually going to be in the 27, which is generally the Jeb Burton ride. They kind of got everybody, including myself, on social media earlier this week. Jordan Anderson tweeted out, going to be in the 27 this week uh, with Larry McReynolds is going to be his crew chief, which is actually his father-in-law. A little fun fact for you. Uh, Larry Mack, obviously a legendary crew chief. And Jeb Burton quote tweeted it with the thinking emoji like, Guess I'm not in the, and he said, guess I'm not in the 27 this week. And I'm thinking, I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's locked into the playoffs already. And Jordan Anderson just takes the car over. Doesn't tell, like, I'm like, he's probably going to be in a different Anderson car, right? But you didn't tell the guy you just told him on. And then they tweeted out a thing and it had Ward Burton's 22 car coming around the track. And then Jeb is his, Ward is his father. Uh, he's going to be in the 22 car with a, a livery that looks just like Ward's from back in the day, the Caterpillar Dodge days, uh, driving the 22. So pretty cool. Definitely, I did fall for that, much like other people did. But Jeb will be in the 22. Uh, Jordan's going to be in the 27. Connor Moyle, Sack, he's in the 24. Uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt's back in the 45. Natalie Decker's going to be in the 53. That's kind of all the, the notable ones this week. And then, of course, Justin Haley in the 10. And like we talked about, uh, Trevor Bain and the 19. Yeah, again, I was thinking the same thing because I actually, well, spoiler alert, I was looking up odds and I was like, well, I like this one. And then I thought to myself, wait a second. I remember seeing that he's not necessarily going to be in it. Of course, then I had to get caught up and I was like, okay, thank God. Because I can still I can still at least put something on him because it was, uh, was going to suck if I couldn't. <laughs> I got to the dock late as yeah, it were, well, so just, of course. Yeah, I was, I was just, I was thinking gosh, like, yeah, you're probably going to have him in a different car, but why wouldn't you, t like, at least let the give the guy a heads up, like, so he doesn't think he doesn't have a ride, he's locked in the playoffs, like, what are you doing here? And, of course, <laughs> all the big ruse, and they got us. So, uh, you know, props to them. Good good social media work by their team because uh, every a lot of people fell for it. <laughs> he got us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, listen, speaking of being able to see and be in places that you want to be, that's what Game Time's all about for you. Game Time will help you find those ticket deals that stress you out. You are a procrastinator just like me. I know. Don't lie. You don't have to hide from me. I know. Game recognizes game. I tend to put off buying stuff all the time to the last minute because, look, sometimes I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Sometimes I don't know if something's going to come up and I say, well, I probably shouldn't buy these now. And then by the time I realize I can do it, it's too late and I'm trying to find tickets and either they're not there or they're way too expensive for me to buy. And I'm missing out on my favorite concert, my favorite movie, my favorite whatever, right? Theater, comedy, whatever it is. I don't care. Uh, Little League baseball game. I'm, I'm out. I don't get to see it anymore. Those days are gone. Game time will help you with last minute deals that beat anybody else on those tickets that you procrastinated buying. You get those killer deals on last minute tickets. So you can stop stressing over buying tickets at the last minute and just get hyped for the fun you are about to have. Like I said, you get flash deals even on last minute tickets. So 
it almost benefits you to wait a little bit to buy those tickets. It's easy to find buy tickets for any event in your area. Plus, you get the lowest price guaranteed event cancellation protection. I remember I bought myself some Counting Crows tickets back in the day. They canceled the show because of 2020 and I never got that money back. So you get actually protection against that when you use game time. Make sure you're doing this, right? Forget planning months in advance. Game Times has huge deals right now on the day of the event. Even get in on the action. Snag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, August is literally almost over. There's only a handful of days left, and you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. You got no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it. Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. It's the largest fantasy contest of all time. You got $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. That's a lot you can spend on game time. Dude, you have what it takes to win it all? Yeah, I know you do. Get in on it now. Time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. So I uh, I downloaded the Game Time app this past weekend because Nebraska volleyball. Well, I'm, I haven't bought it yet because as a true procrastinator, I'm still procrastinating. <laughs> but Nebraska volleyball is playing next Wednesday inside of Memorial Stadium, where the Husker football team plays, Ooh. in front of eighty thousand people. It's going to be the largest volleyball crowd ever. We are a huge volleyball state. I know a lot of people probably don't pay attention to volleyball. Nebraska is one of the best teams in the country. We don't have any other sports that are good, so volleyball it is. Uh, we've won multiple national championships. We're great at volleyball, but going to be outdoors, which is pretty cool. Going to be on the football field, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, we're probably going to end up going to that. Of course, it's been sold out for, like, months, but plenty of tickets on the Game Time app. It's available, so I will definitely be using Game Time for that. And as you were Gotta talking, I was making a selection in my latest slow draft on underdog, Deontay Johnson. I like him this year. He's going to he's gonna produce. He's got some touchdown uh, regression coming his way. I don't think he scored any touchdowns last year. So make sure you get him on, on a few of those teams. This is why this is why Cody doesn't just Cody doesn't read the ad. He lives. The I live. Ads. I live it. the ads. All right. I'm using both of these services. I've got 1500 dog drafts going on right now. It's uh yeah, wait till we get to the DraftKings read in a little bit because I got drafts going with them too. So <laughs> Matthew Barry says he's a company man. Nope. Yeah, that's right. No, nope. Uh, nope. Cody's I, I hey, I was a DJ before I came to this side of the microphone. I'm still a DJ. So uh yeah, I got it covered. <laughs> you could take the DJ out of the mic, but you can't take them well no, you can't take whatever. I don't care how it works. <laughs> you see the solo cup? <laughs> it is not filled with water. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Well, or Cody, is uh, or is it? Um, listen, I, I love to drink local. So this is a um, liquid candy hazy IPA from uh, Tarantula liquid Hill Brewing candy. Company. Yeah. It's I've a got, uh, I'm wearing a, a zip line 
Brewing Company. That's a local right here in Lincoln. Good for you. And I just actually had one of their beers with dinner tonight. Their IPA. It's amazing, great beer. So look at us supporting local, supporting our advertisers. We're just here to support. Everybody. I'm telling now you, we're going to support you guys. It's a, it's a charmed beer. life we lead. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, one piece it's of news. Charmed I life to touch on. we lead. <laughs> one piece mm-hmm. of news I wanted to touch on that we didn't get to at the end of last week. Um, Austin Hill signed a multi-year extension with RCR. He's going to come back for the Xfinity Series next year. Very surprising, considering multiple Chevrolet rides are open. Uh, some big rides are open, some potential, you know, the 10 ride possibly open. There's all kinds of stuff open in the Cup Series. And from the way that Chris Rice tweeted, the president of Colleague, I, I think they were in talks with uh, Austin Hill and then were not informed of his decision to stay with RCR because he didn't seem super happy about how he found out, but is what it is. But a multi-year deal. Um, so now there's been some rumors. Is RCR trying to acquire a third charter? There's rumors that SHR is potentially selling two of their charters. There's rumors Colleague is looking to sell maybe one or both of their charters. Will RCR add a third cup team in 2025 and add Austin Hill to that? They've run, they've been a three-car team in the past before. They had, uh, they've had multiple versions of, of three cars throughout their time. Uh, so, yeah, some kind of interesting things. But Austin Hill, you know, one of the championship favorites. It's pretty much him and John Hernimacek uh, above everyone else at this point in time. Uh, and he's going to be coming back next year to, to fight for it all again. And I think it's a very interesting decision, but you look at guys like Noah Gragson and, and obviously some things have unfolded since, but how his season was going before, prior to that, you know, suspension and his departure from the team. Look how dominant he's been in the Xfinity series for years. And then just running in the back of the field every week, like maybe Austin Hill was looking at that and man, I'd rather be down here winning races rather than move up. I, I don't know. It's, his path has been different. It's been slow. He's an older guy as far as he's not a young, he's not 22 years old or anything like that. I think he's 28, 29-year-old guy, so he's been around for a while in the truck series. He's a former truck series champion, uh, but definitely taking the slow path to get there, but doing a good job along the way, and he's going to be back in the Xfinity series for at least next year, and it's it's a multi-year deal. He signed with RCR, so well, he stays in the Xfinity or, or what the deal is, who knows? It'll be interesting to see. That brings up the whole, would you rather be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond type of a situation? And this is where pro sports is always sort of that, uh, that or do you want to be at the top of the charts? Do you want to be in the NFL? Let's use football as an example. Do you want to be in the big show? Because obviously before the before the xfl and the usfl and and you know even some of these other spring leagues have come about it's like do you want to be at the end of the bench in an nfl team or do you want to start every week on an xfl team it's it's your comfort level you know it's it's i know that the pay is more but you can still be comfortable as a starter in the cfl you know, you don't, you're not going to live the big lavish life. You're not going to fly in, in private jets and, you know, have tremendous deals with, with all these sponsors. But at the very least, you're going to have a nice place for your family. You're going to be able to enjoy what you do. And, and, you know, that's really all anybody can ask for. So where do you want to be? And, and I think for Austin Hill, it's like, do you want to be a Noah Gragson? Do you want to go run in the, the back of the pack and, and just sort of turn in? 25th place finishes or or top 20 and be happy with that or do you want to go 
every week, strap in and know that you're going to be in the front of the pack racing for a win. And I mean, if I'm Austin Hill, sometimes I, I would think I'd rather do the same. I'd rather yep. be in the, in the chase for a win every week. And we see this at all levels of racing. I mean, you look at, you look in the cup series, right? You look at a guy like Michael McDowell, he's almost 500 starts into his cup series career. He just got his second win. His first win just came a couple of seasons ago. Like it's been this long grind and he wins at a place like at a road course. And you look back and you're like all this open wheel stuff. Like, man, should he have gone to IndyCar? Could he be like an IndyCar star right now? But he, instead he slogged it out on this side of things and seems to be happy with that. You look at a guy like Corey LaJoy, he kind of skipped to the smaller stuff. He went basically from Arca to Cup, doing some starting parks, kind of getting into it. He's kind of just a mid-level guy, right? He's stacking his pennies. He could probably get a deal in Xfinity and be in a Joe Gibbs car and run well, but he wants to be a Cup Series driver. Look at a guy like Justin Allgaier. He went to the Cup Series. It didn't go well. Now he's back in the Xfinity Series, and he's one of the top five all-time winningest drivers in Xfinity, and he's in the title hunt every year. Matt Crafton, he had his cup of coffee in the Cup Series. Now he's been in the trucks. He's a three-time Truck Series champion. You know, the past couple of years, he started to trail off as his age catches up. But before that, he was in the mix every year. He was winning races every year, like a star at that level. Back when I was a kid, Frank Kimmel in the ARCA Series, he had a cup of coffee in the Cup Series. Things didn't go great. I think he won like 16 straight titles in ARCA or something. Like just every week, he'd win every race. Like, but he was out there winning races every week. You see it at the local dirt levels. Guys try to go on these all-star tours, and they come back to the local dirt track, and they just keep winning the track championships because that's what they like. And there's that mixture of guys. I mean, you look at a guy like Justin Allgaier, a star in the Xfinity Series. You look at a guy like J.J. Yaley. He had his chance with Gibbs. It didn't work out. He could have went down to the lower series and probably had a good career. Instead, he has just slugged it out on the shittiest of teams in the Cup Series. But He's been in the Cup Series for like 20 years at this point. Like, he's got all these starts and he's still a Cup Series driver. And so, yeah, it's everybody has to make that choice, or well, the stars at least of, you know, of each level have to make that choice. And here we are. And Austin Hill's made this choice for now. And so it'll be interesting to see where it, where it goes from here. Well, spoiler alert, we may or may not be talking about him coming up in not, our picks. Not section. as heavy of a favorite as maybe we thought he would be, at least. No, <laughs> no. And that's okay. That's 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 where we want him, right? That's <laughs> where we need that kind of a situation to be, especially on this super speedway. So picks we will be giving you after we tell you about DraftKings. You waited all year. Time has finally arrived. College football is back. And so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook right now. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any college football bet. Cody knows because Cody follows. Navy is taking on Notre Dame this weekend. Week zero in Ireland, no less. He says, go Navy. I say, <laughs> But that's all right. Uh, and you can find odds over on DraftKings right now. Make it interesting. I know the Notre Dame is super heavy favorite right now. So find yourself some decent parlays and uh, and get down on DraftKings Sportsbook because I tell you right now, there's plenty of opportunity for you to do so. Not just that game, but kick off the rest of the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code DGEN. If you're a new customer, you can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code 
DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bet expires seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com slash football terms. I'm sorry. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Make sure you sign up for our Patreon. Sign up now. You get exclusive access with contests, including the NFL win totals contest. It's got a $1,000 first place prize. Plus, Sean and Ryan just recorded their first Sports Gambling Podcast Stories podcast just for you patrons, chronicling the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's better than any Netflix series, better than any CW series. It's better than anything you can find out there. It is how you became a DGEN, I'm sure, Find out about that story right now in our Patreon. There's even a Discord channel to keep up with everything that's going on in the Patreon just for you. No one else out there is going to get access to that. Just you patrons who give yourselves over to the world that is the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And of course, we always have and always will give out all of our picks for free. Patreon is just a great way to build on that and support the network. And of course, as always, as we always say, fight back against corporate gambling find it at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash patreon that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash patreon cody did you record goodbye moon yet or goodbye moon good night moon i recorded both goodbye moon and good night moon or 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 in in honor of the russian uh satellite that crashed into the moon uh, is it uh, look out moon, right? That's <laughs> watch out moon. <laughs> watch out for the moon. That's that's what the one that just got recorded was. That's the one we're working on next. We're still uh, still still working on the script. It's tough with the writer strike, but uh, we'll get it done here soon. <laughs> uh, all right, let me give you a story. It's called Watch Out for the Moon. <laughs> uh, all right, well, Cody, the drivers around this track are gonna have to watch out for each other. Uh, of course, it is Daytona pack racing, uh, not necessarily as, like we said, as chaotic as NASCAR or as the Cup Series race. But of course, it's still fast cars going around a fast track in well, close proximity. Not, so. not chaotic until number 11 turns into a bowling ball and takes the four of your outright bets that are first through fifth. Uh, I'm not seeing them on the sheet, and, Cody. All out in one, uh, one foul swoop. Yeah, I'm not seeing him on the there sheet. Was, you don't have him on there? If there was a bet for the guy to fuck up the biggest in one <laughs> second on this track, it would be number 11. Uh, otherwise, not touching him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, who are we touching, Cody? Let's start laying out some bets for these guys. Yes. The quick disclaimer, I always like to give it on the super speedways. Take it easy this week. Again, always gamble within your own means, of course. the whole You know the deal, right? But this week, you got to go into it like you're going to lose it all because there's a good chance shit's going to get crazy. Shit's going to get wild. Number 11 is going to turn into a bowling ball and wreck half the field. Things like that happen on super speedways more so than everywhere else. Not to mention how chaotic it's been for the Xfinity Series the last couple of weeks. They've turned the road courses into super speedways here lately. Um, but just going to it with that mindset. But again, a lot of value to be had out there. A lot of big bets you can cash. Uh, gosh, I wish I could remember how I was listening to to Johnny on the track. He's part of the the NASCAR betting preview show podcast, and he said something to the effect of uh, "bet light, win big." I don't, I'll have to I'll find I'll go back and listen to it and give him credit on a their podcast. But it's something like "bet small, win big" or something like that, and that's the perfect mentality to have going into this week. So with that being said, Rod, 
Sam Mayer, top Chevrolet, 12 to 1. There's a lot of Chevrolets in this race, I will tell you that. But if he gets a decent finish, he could easily be the top Chevrolet. Um, he's got all the momentum in the world. He's coming off of those two wins here lately. He's feeling good. He's confident. Ty Gibbs is not in this race to take him out. Things are good. Well, he's got to watch out for Austin Hill, though, because Austin Hill wants to wreck him, too. There, I don't think there will be intentional wrecking on, on a Super Speedway. It's way too dangerous for these guys. They all know that. So you don't have to worry about that too much here. Um, but Sam Mayer, it's been good. If you think back to Daytona in the spring, Rod, if you remember, JRM cars were second, third, fourth, and fifth. That was the first of many weeks of them wrecking each other. Sam Mayer ended up upside down on the back stretch with like two laps to go in that one. Unfortunate for him, but he was there. He was in the picture. The JRM cars are going to be good again. They're usually good on super speedways. As things have gone on through the season, things have smoothed out for the team, I would think. So hopefully they're not wrecking each other this week. But Sam Mayer to be the top Chevrolet at 12 to 1, I think, is a good bet. And then very unfortunately, I'm going to place a wager on Connor Moylesack. This is his uh, his chance to redeem himself. Wait, 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 Cody, 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 Cody. Please, can you can you hold up a sign if you're in trouble? I, I just want to know if you're under duress right now. Are you okay? Blink twice <laughs> if you need me to send help. I I I would like help for myself just because <laughs> I don't. Uh, what the? F oh, are you fucking kidding me? They fucked this bet. God damn it. Uh oh, what happened? Did the books okay. change it on you? Well, yeah, because Ty Gibbs got taken out. Oh. So I was gonna take. I'm still gonna do it. Oh, I don't like it as much now. It sucks. Fucking a. Hey, this is so, this is how you know that we are like is, literally yeah. giving this to you as it goes. Yeah, exactly. And okay, so I obviously am pissed off at at Mosack for fucking up Justin Allgaier a few weeks ago, losing my big bet. But so he was twenty to one to be the top Toyota. Unfortunately, now it's 12 to 1 with Ty Gibbs being out of the race. But here's my thought. There's only five Toyotas in this race, a very small field. So this is basically a group. I mean, all the other groups they have, one, two, three, two, four. There's six people listed in Group B, and there's only five Toyotas. So this is smaller than some of the groups they have listed. And he's 12 to 1. Honestly, you could play Kaz Grohl at plus 850 and Mosak at 12 to 1. You play both of them. All they have to do is beat three other Toyotas. I'm going to do it that way. So we're going to take Grala. I'm going to edit the document as we're live here. So Mosak is down to 12 to 1. We're going to take him, and we're going to take Grala at, not Carla. You're going to take Carla at 7 to 1. We're, we're, we're car <laughs> she driving. Plus 850. Okay, so we're going to take both these guys. So now you get two of the five Toyotas in the field, and all they have to do is beat the other three Toyotas. Now, those three Toyotas are, are driven by Trevor Bain, a former Daytona 500 winner. John Ernemacek, who won the most recent uh, super speedway race we were at, and Sammy Smith, who we know is up and down, right? That's what I have to say about Sammy right now. But one small wreck, Bain and, and Hunter, uh, John Hunter get taken out in it. All they have to do is beat Sammy Smith then to be the top Toyota. You're basically just turning this into a group bet and getting way better odds in these other groups. I mean, there's a plus 550 here in group B. There's a plus 250 in this other group, plus 240. Like, you're not. You're getting so much better odds. So you're making your own group. It's a group of Toyotas. Now, obviously, they have to beat the the bigger guys. But on a super speedway, it's just possible flat out. If these other guys get caught up in wrecks, very possible as well. Um, Mox only got one super speedway start. Atlanta. Uh, he finished thirtieth in that one, so it wasn't great. But again, it's just the fact. It's a, this is a straight numbers game. 
There's not many Toyotas. You turn it into a group, and you're just taking the two guys with the longer shots. Again, we're adjusting this on the fly, but Kaz Grala, plus 850. Connor Mosak, 12 to 1. One of those two guys beats the other three. You're cashing, and this is just this is a smart way to bet on a race that crazy things can happen in, and it's not impossible in any way for these guys to easily claim that, and all they have to do is beat these other guys. You can finish 33rd in this race and be the top-finishing Toyota if things happen to fall that way. Like, it's still possible. So give me Grawla plus 850, Mosak plus 1,200. This is your chance to redeem yourself, Mosak. I will no longer say your name on this podcast. <laughs> uh, something tells me that there's a 12 to 1 shot that you're not going to be saying this guy's name on the podcast ever <laughs> again. But um, listen, I, we, we've talked about it time and time again, especially on super speedways. There's no, there's no bad bet. There's literally just a bet that doesn't cash on a super speedway because at any point. Well, say, yeah. Uh, wait, we're going back and we're uh, we're tempering all that stuff. But yeah, again, I'll follow you on those ones for sure. Because um, who knows? But I will say that I'm I'm a little shocked that the number for Justin Allgaier as the top Chevy in this race is at nine to one. I understand Austin Hill was the top Chevy in Daytona the last time they came out, but Allgaier was right there behind him in third place. If you look even back at what Allgaier has done on this track as an Xfinity driver in the last four races, he's finished inside the top five in three of those and inside the top three in two of them. In 2021, he was the third place driver on this track. He finished behind uh, Justin Haley and AJ Allmendinger, so he was the third uh, Chevrolet in this field. Of course, Haley is in this race as well but Haley is not in the car that he was before. And I don't think he's going to be uh, as big a factor as he wants to be. Obviously, AJ Allmendinger's not in this. I flat out think he can win this race. And I think we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, we actually won't. Neither of us picked him as, a, as an outright, but I flat out think he could win this race. I think the reason we didn't pick him is because of his number. I don't think his number was sexy enough to bet him as an outright. What are talking about? Justin Allgaier. Oh, Allgaier. Okay, I thought you said yeah. Justin Haley. No, not Justin. I did say Justin Haley, but Justin Haley finished uh, in yeah, first yeah. place two seasons ago gotcha. uh, behind Allgaier. But again, I don't think his number was good enough for me to want to take him as an outright. But Allgaier is the top Chevy at plus 900. Like I said, I think he can flat out win this race. He hasn't in a while. He hasn't yet. Uh, but again, I think he has that talent. And if nothing else, he does have a talent for a top three finish like he did earlier in the season or even a top two finish for that matter. If a Ford or if a Toyota finishes in first, he's right behind that Ford or Toyota because of some funky chaos. He maybe got bumped by another Chevy uh, it, and the Ford kind of took him underneath or whatever. Um, but again, nine to one for Allgaier, who has been a freaking fantastic driver all season long, uh, just came off of a top three finish in Watkins Glen in three of his last four races. He has been a top three finisher and you got to go back to Loudon to uh, actually really Atlanta, which is now uh, considered a super speedway um, to find the last time he hasn't. Uh, never mind. I'm, I'm looking at his start time. It starts three of his last four. He hasn't finished in the top three. He started in the top three, which means he's had speed. Uh, unfortunately, the finishes haven't been there, uh, but he did have a fifth place finish at Indy Grand Prix. Um, but again, this is just an Allgaier, right? I mean, this is one of those, those guys that knows how to get around these tracks. Like I said, I pointed back again to his third place finish in Daytona here in the spring to start the season, you know? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, four of his last five races have been kind of clunkers, 
Um, but this is the time of the season where Justin Algar can turn that around. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm high on JRM as I always am. I'm high on Allgaier. Uh, so I think he can get this done to be the top Chevy. Like I said, that number nine to one is just kind of difficult to swallow when you're talking about a guy like Allgaier. You know why you didn't take him to be the race winner, Rod? Because he's nine to one to be the top Chevrolet and he's plus eight fifty to win the race. So he could wow. not win the race and be the top Chevrolet and you cash a bigger ticket than you do if he wins the race. Very interesting. See, that's why pricing. I didn't take it. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, good job. I, I just I just realized that as you were talking about it, I was like, well, what's his number? Because I'm like, man, if he's nine to one, like what is his maybe I do want to bet on to win this race, right? But he's plus eight. It, that doesn't that makes no sense. I think the I think the Ty Gibbs thing really threw a wrench in everybody's plans here. because uh, the books had numbers out with Ty Gibbs included as far as anyone knew. I think Ty Gibbs was gonna be the driver until today, this afternoon when it was announced. Um, and they took them books forever. They didn't get lines out till today, anyways. But yeah, uh, I love the I love him to be the top Chevrolet bet, especially when his price to win is shorter. Then wow, this is this is I'm taking screenshots of this right now because when somebody comes back and argues with us later, I'm gonna show them that it was fucked up. I don't know what's going on, but I love it. Great call by you, Rod. All right, next up for me, I am going to Thank do you. a similar thing here. And Ford is also a smaller group of drivers. There's seven Fords in the field. Um, but I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna take two different Fords and just make this a large group and try to hit a bigger number. I'm going to take Ryan Sieg at plus 600 and his brother Kyle Sieg at 20 to 1 to be the top forwards. Uh, again, so you're just, it's a large group. There's seven drivers. It's Cole Custer. He's minus 140 to be the top four. Do not bet that. But again, he could have a great day, sure, but he could get caught up in a wreck. Riley Herbst, we're going to talk about him. I love him. Brad Moffat, we're going to talk about him. I love him as well. Then the Sieg brothers. Then it's Joe Graff and, and Natalie Decker. If Natalie Decker is less than 10 laps down, I'd be surprised. Uh, but, hey, maybe she, everybody else wrecks out and she cashes it. Who knows? But I'm not going to bet on that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, to be top four to, at these numbers, um, I think, again, it's a, it's the same philosophy here. And you're just you're trying to make smarter bets, trying to think a little bit more on these bets. And these Sieg brothers are pretty good at these uh, super speedways. Kyle has three starts in, in Daytona, a 21st a 10th and another 21st that 10th really sticks out a good solid finish running in all three of those races at talladega he's got a 15th and an 18th running at the end of both of those um and he was seventh in the july race at atlanta um he's been running at the end of all nine super speedway starts he's made that is key if you're going to win this again you only have to beat since you're playing two of these guys you only have to beat two, five other fords in this field it's not that hard. If if Custer and Herps get caught up in a wreck and Moffa gets caught up in a two, then boom, you've only got to be two other guys, and it's the two slower two guys and gals because Natalie's in there too, but it's slower cars that that maybe you know aren't going to hang up there as much. So love that. Uh, well, I'll talk about Ryan Siegmore here in a few with his stats, but he's really fucking good at road courses. So uh, I've got more bets on him coming up. Don't worry. No, no one's worried about that. We know your love for the Sieg brothers for sure. But. Ryan's an auto play for me every super speedway, and he has made me a lot of money on super speedways. Uh, I love it. Um, all right, well, then I will turn my attention to a guy that we don't normally talk about in good lights lately because he hasn't necessarily been all that good uh, as of late, and that's Sammy Smith. 
in a, in a race where I think there's going to be a decent level of just just craziness. I will take Sammy Smith as a top five finisher at plus 350. Really, this is more that I'm in love with the number of a top five finish for a guy that could potentially do it. And let's face it, I'm lazy. I don't like to look back through a lot of history. Sammy Smith doesn't have much history on this track. Sammy Smith hasn't necessarily been in this uh, in this series very long, so I don't have to dig very deep to find the history for it. Um, however, I will say that I will build for a little bit of um, just trajectory for for Sammy Smith. Didn't start off very well for him at Daytona at the beginning of the season. He started 15th, finished 19th, um, and then he turned around a couple of weeks later. He had the speed in Atlanta, right? He, he started on the pole in Atlanta. Unfortunately, just couldn't carry it through for a good finish. Finished 17th in that race. Talladega, again, started in the top 12, but unfortunately crashed out of that one uh, and, and wasn't able to, to register a good finish at Talladega. Ended up 33rd in that race. Atlanta, the second time around, he started third. Once again, speed in this super speedway style race. Uh, ended up finishing 10th in that one, so a little bit more promising in that. So maybe there's a little bit of progression. Maybe there's a little bit more maturation in that because uh, you look at the stretch that, that kind of surrounded Atlanta. Chicago, he was 6th. Atlanta, he was 10th. Loudon, he ended up 5th. Pocono, he ended up 6th. Um, he's been on a pretty t a bad run, actually. And, and really, two of those have been road courses, and two of those have been some pretty bad luck that has taken him out, whether some of that was self-inflicted, others of it wasn't necessarily. Um, but, you know, you look back at uh, Elkhart Lake, he finished 31st, Michigan 38th, Indy GP 28th, uh, Watkins Glen 18th. So, you know, three three road courses in that span, it's a little tough to, to sort of gauge where Sammy Smith is as far as momentum is concerned. So uh, I, I think that he's due for a decent finish. I think he's due... Kid's still young, right? He's got a lot to prove out there, and uh, he's capable of top five finishes. I mean, he's he's got uh, um, what is it? Uh, four of them this season so far, so he's capable of it. He's just got to outlast the chaos. He's got to settle down and realize that uh, you know he he's better than he really is uh, as of the last four races. So again, I like the fact that in a top five market that isn't necessarily as sexy as it should be, a guy like Sammy Smith and the equipment that he's in deserves to have a shot at the top five um and plus 350 for that definitely is something that i would like to take advantage of yeah I, no arguments from me you know how much i love sammy smith you know he's fast he's always fast he's always got speed saw his teammate outlast everybody at the end get that surprise win at uh, lane i think that race was um so yeah but I, no arguments from me again a good number plus 350 you know he's one of the five fastest cars on a weekly basis. If you can avoid the trouble, he'll be up there. Next up for me, Rod, the guy that I just can't quit betting on for some reason, Brandon Jones. I love this kid so much. He's really good at super speedway racing. I'm going to take him for a top three at plus 550. Um, again, I talked about it earlier. JRM cars were second, third, fourth, and fifth when they all wrecked each other at the end of the Daytona race earlier this year. Um, so he was up there. He was he was part of that mix. Could have easily gotten the top three. Uh, he's 14th, 20th, and 17th in his last three starts here. So not super great, but again, running at the end of all of them, that is such a key when you're trying to cash decent bets on super speedways because if you're running at the end, you can go so quickly from even 14th to 5th in one lap. It can literally happen that fast on the super speedway. It can go the opposite way, of course, as well, too, but... If you're in that position, if you're running at the end, 
That is what matters. He's got three finishes inside the top seven at Daytona. He's got four top tens at Talladega, two second places included in there. He finished seventh and 11th at Atlanta earlier this year. He's got the speed to do it. He's got the talent to do it. It's got to happen for Brandon Jones here. He's a lot of points out. He still could make up the points in theory, but a win would do him good. I think he's going to be in the mix at least, get a top three at plus 550. It's so hard though for Brandon Jones. Like I don't know what that. It's like when you when you are watching like three of your friends who are in the same sort of situation just excel, and you're just sitting there behind it thinking, "What is what am I doing wrong that I can't? I'm doing the same things these guys are doing, and I'm not finishing the same way they are." It's it's frustrating. Yes, yes. It's uh, so, but he's been he's had. He's had glimpses of looking better lately, and that gives me a lot of hope. And this is the type of track he can really take advantage of his skill set. He's good at this type of track. He's good at running on the super speedways. I think we could see him get a top three, and I think a plus 550, it's, it's a really good number for that. Indeed. Uh, all right, speaking of really good numbers, uh, I'm going to take a guy that has actually had a win on a super speedway this season, and that's Jeb Burton. But I'm not going to take him for a winning car. I'm not going to necessarily throw that dart out there. But I will say that his top three numbers pretty uh, enticing at plus 600. You look at other these, some of these other top three numbers. I mean, uh, was it Justin Allgaier's like minus 270? It's just ridiculous. Like, I don't even want to touch those. So we're going to go long shot on this one. Jeb Burton, uh, we talked about he's in the 22 car. He's not in the 27 car. So I don't know that that's going to necessarily affect him that much. Um, but I will say that he's already got a super speedway win. He did win in Talladega. So that was pretty exciting. And listen, before you really laugh too much and I get it, it's Jeb Burton's kind of like a, a play that you don't necessarily, we don't talk about him very much on the show and for obvious reasons, but you know, you look at where he's been running over the last few weeks, right? Atlanta, he actually finished 13th, uh, go back to Nashville where he finished 13th, but he finished seventh at Loudoun. 12th at Pocono, 12th at Elkhart Lake, 10th at Michigan, 16th at Indy, 10th at Watkins Glen. I know that I just used the excuse that those are road courses for uh, Sammy Smith earlier. But listen, if you're running around the front of the pack, especially in super speedway races, Jeb Burton's already proved you can win one of those races. He won at Talladega. I don't care how. I don't care what. Right? They don't ask how. They just ask how many. Well, he won one. At Talladega. And listen, he started eighth in that race too, which means he wasn't a back marker that just sort of lucked his way into a win. He was a fast car all day long uh, and ended up winning that race. In, in Daytona earlier this season, he started 20th, finished 11th. So a uh, pretty decent day there for, for Jeb Burton as well. You know, it, that was probably the most generous of days for him. But you go back actually even through some of his early days here. 2017, he got a fourth place finish. 2021, he got a fourth place finish. Uh, and then fall of the 2021, he got a fourth place finish as well. Both of those were in the 10 cars. Those were college cars. Uh, since he's been in the 27, 19, 21st, 11th, not all spectacular. But he already has, like I said, a super speedway win this season. A top three for him. Not necessarily out of the realm of possibility, given that he does tend to run inside the top 10 lately. And so, um, yeah, six, plus 600 for, for a Jeb Burton top three. I'll, I'll take that risk. I think you're muted, Cody. Look at you muted oh, yourself. You're so sweet. Sick. Wow. Jeez, I teased <laughs> while you were talking, so I was trying to... Uh... 
trying to not have that on the mic. Of course, I forgot. <laughs> uh, now I don't remember what I was saying. But no, I think that as far as uh, as far as his team goes, I think he's actually with the same team. I think everything is the same. They just put the twenty-seven number on uh, Jordan Anderson's car because that would guarantee him in the race. The twenty-two being on Jeb's car would guarantee he would be guaranteed in the race because he's won this season. So if there were more entries than there were spots available, it would make sure both cars got in. Very smart move, much like we saw last year with the, the twenty-three and the forty-five swapping numbers. The crews stayed the same. The cars stay. Everything stayed the same. Just the number difference for the technicalities. Ended up not being enough cars entered to to go over the number anyways. So everybody's going to make the race. But a smart move for making sure that all your cars are going to make it into the race. Might as well. So I think that's... And he's already proven he can win. Like, he's already done it. He's been very good at super speedways throughout his career. Uh, guys like this know that... I mean, that this is his... That was his chance, right? Was winning at a super speedway to get in the playoffs. That's how a team like this gets in the playoffs. They've done it. They got nothing to lose. Now he can go all out for it. He can get another top five finish here. Um, and again, just our top three finish rather, but a great number. Again, you're not going to hit all these top threes, obviously, if you've been more than three of them, but at the numbers you're getting them at, one or two of these guys hits, it's going to be a real positive day for you. I'm going to go with a top five next, Rod. I couldn't believe that Riley Herb's number was four to one for a top five finish. Absolutely love that. We talked about Riley on yesterday's uh, episode for the Cup Series. He's going to be in the Cup Series driving the third front row car that's going to be SHR prepared. Love him for a couple of bets, so definitely check that out. Um, but he finished sixth in the Daytona Spring Race right up there. Again, if you're sixth, you can be fifth easily on a super speedway. That goes for any track, but especially on a super speedway. Um, in 2022, he had an 11th at Talladega, a 7th at Talladega, and then he was 4th and 15th in his two Daytona finishes. He was 10th in the Daytona 500, his first career Cup Series start earlier this year. Uh, fifth, ninth, and a fourth in three of the four Atlanta races. He's run on the Super Speedway configuration. Good, good Super Speedway racer. Riley Herbst is generally up there throughout the day. A top five at plus 400, I think, is a good bet on him. It's He's due. He really is due for another good run. Like I said, he's... He's another one of those guys where you watch the post-race interview and you're just like, God, man, I want to give you a hug. I don't uh, feel so bad for you. But yeah, definitely he's I due. I, I think can, this is a good spot. Uh, I'm going to let, let you, well, that too, but I, I want to put a little <laughs> a little two-day Riley Herbs parlay in here. So I'm going to play Ooh. with some stuff and see what I can find while you go on to your next bet. And uh, you might get a bonus bet out of this. Nice. That oh, I'm I can't wait to hear that one. Um, all right, well, fine. My next one, uh, I'm gonna take Chandler Smith over Parker Kligerman, and I know it's sacrilege. I honestly do. I know that we have much love for Parker Kligerman uh, on this show, but for Parker Kligerman, Super Speedways have not necessarily been the the fun time for him, especially here at Daytona. Um, in four career starts in the Xfinity Series in Daytona. He has one top 10, one top five. I don't know if you guys can guess when that came, but I will tell you that most of you guys were in middle school when that happened. Um, 2013 was the last time he finished inside of the top 10 and even the top five. So uh, yeah, I finished 2013. He finished fifth in that race. Since then, uh, a couple of races uh, in that period. Daytona was actually the, or this, this spring was the first time he'd been in back on Daytona since 2013 so it'd been 10 years since he's been on that track he did start second in that race which 
you know, makes you think, yeah, good. That's awesome. Right now you finished 23rd. Um, and as of late, Parker Kligerman obviously has had a really good run, which is why you would say this is probably a difficult one to take. But let me point back again to the stat that I like to use to my own, uh, my own actual benefit rather than you taking it just for, for what it's worth. But three of those four races have been road races, right? With, uh, Elkhart Lake, Indy and Watkins. So, um, I'm not going to count those really. Michigan was eighth place, which was great. But before that 32nd at Loudon, um, he did have an eighth place finish at Atlanta, which makes you kind of feel good about yourself. But, um, I will say that, uh, for Chandler Smith in that college car, they actually are pretty decent super speedway cars. As we know from AJ Allmendinger's days, who's actually not a bad super speedway racer himself. Earlier, the only time that uh, Chandler's ever been on Daytona, his first start, he finished 12th, so not a bad day for Chandler Smith the very first time he was out at Daytona. Take a look back at what he's done uh, this season overall anyways for Chandler Smith. Uh, like I said, he had that 12th place in Atlanta. He actually uh, had a pretty eh, terrible day at Talladega. He finished 22nd. Bad day at Atlanta. He finished 28th. Um, but he started on the pole in Atlanta the second time around, which again means he had speed. Um, he did start on the pole in in, uh, in New Hampshire and finished second. Uh, he's coming off an eighth place at Watkins Glen. It, this again, this is one of those things where you're just kind of hoping that super speedway things do super speedway things. For Parker Kligerman, yeah, he's been running around the front, and I and I get that. But um, the plus money side of this bet is what I'm taking because, like Cody says, a lot of times on these super speedways, the best way to take a head to head, and I hate head to heads. Believe you on on. Uh, on super speedways, but this one in particular, I think has a chance, uh, because just of the fact that Chandler Smith is going to want to, uh, re redeem himself for, for having some pretty off weeks. Whereas Parker Kligerman, you know, he's, he's done what he's done over the last few weeks, but he's still not very good around this Daytona track. So, uh, Chandler over Parker is at plus 100. I'll take that side of the action. Ch give me Chandler Smith over Parker. I like it. I also like when you talk for a long time and allow me to build parlays. Because it's a lot of fun, Rod. I found two parlays we're going to play on Riley Herbst. It's going to be a Riley Herbst weekend. Uh, top five in the Xfinity race. Top ten in the cup race. Plus 2,100. Very Ooh. respectable parlay. Very, very achievable. We actually gave out each of those bets separately. Why not put them together? Get it in there at 2,100. And then, Rod, why not? For $10, you could win. $31,310 on this next parlay. Well, it's 10 bucks. Come on, it's worth it, right? Think of what you could do with $31,000. Riley Herbst to win Saturday, Friday night, rather, in Xfinity race. Saturday night in the cup race. He wins both races. It's plus 313000 We're going for it all. It's a Riley Herbst weekend, Rod. We're going to have a hell of a party if this one hits. <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. That's that's a hell of a parlay right there. Hey, then, uh, sure. Is it going to hit? Of course, probably not. But we've seen crazier things, haven't we? I mean, uh, who won this race last year? I said his name earlier. I can't even remember. That's exactly like that's my point. I don't even remember. Justin Jeremy Clements. But yeah, come on. Riley Herbst could win both these races. Why not? Rod finally gets the monkey off his back on Friday, and then he turns around, does it again on Saturday. I love it. Let's go. Okay, next up for me, I already talked about this guy earlier, Ryan Sieg, top five, plus 650. Ryan Sieg is an auto bet for me every single time we go to a super speedway, and for good reason. Throughout this race, you will see Ryan Sieg up there in the mix. 
He might even get close to winning a race before number 11 decides to just take him out for shits and giggles and ruin my day. Um, but he, he's been very, very good at super speedways. Eighth here in the spring race, 26th last fall, but eighth and 16th last year. He's got seven top 10 finishes, three top five finishes at Daytona. The last six races at Talladega, well, he was 22nd earlier this spring because the number 22 or number 11 wrecked him. Prior to that, fourth, fourth, 11th, fifth, and second. He's got three top 15s in the four Atlanta races on the super speedway configuration. Ryan Sieg is consistently in the battle. He's consistently there at the end. He will have a chance to win this race, which we will talk about in a minute, but he will find himself in the top five at the end of this, plus 650. Give me some Ryan Sieg for a top five. Well, like I said, you know, I cannot argue with you on your Sieg bets or your uh, LaJoy bets or any of those, uh, not only because I want to remain your friend, but I also know that uh, you you tend to, you know, hit these. Uh, Joy. Boy, okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I should have put the disclaimer that we were going to talk about LaJoy for a hot second so you could skip it, but uh, our bad. It's 10 seconds away and you can uh, you can skip it through that, but... Um, all right, I'm feeling good. I actually hit a winning number bet uh, or two actually last week. So I want to go back to the well and not just because you beat me to the dock and you took all the good bets. Um, but I do like this winning bet, uh, winning card number bet rather. Uh, 18 and a half is the number that's set. Now, full disclosure, when I first picked this, I did see Ty Gibbs as the 19, which led me to believe that it would be a pretty good bet. However, I still like this number I, because Trevor Bain. Has well, more Trevor wins at Daytona than Ty Gibbs does. Yeah. So. But statistically speaking, you have more cars over the 18 mark than you do under the 18 mark, where you only have uh, a few. What's you have 18 cars, obviously, uh, under the 18 mark, but you've got like a whole, what, 20 cars over the 18 mark. So you've definitely got more chances to win. Plus, you've got guys like John Hunter Nemechek, you got Austin Hill, you got Jeb Burton, right? You've got, um, the Sieg brothers, like we talked about too, uh, as well. You got Riley Herbst up there. Um, you got a lot of folks that have an opportunity to win. And again, like I said, the scales are tipped a little more in that direction anyways, as far as overall numbers are concerned. Are the heavy hitters under 18? Yeah, you've got most of the, if not all of the JRM cars under 18. Um, you've got uh, Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith, uh, you don't have Kyle Busch anymore, like we talked about, but yeah, you've got all these guys that are underneath it Cole Custer, Sam Mayer, uh, Sheldon Creed. But, uh, like I said, I still think that uh, if you're betting on the betting numbers part, betting the plus money side of it is the way to go because if it hits, you just doubled up. So, uh, this is at plus 100, and that's winning car number over 18 and a half. Yeah, this is a good way to get plus money on Austin Hill to win this race. Also, Austin Hill is the favorite. He's plus 350. Then it drops all the way to plus 850 at Justin Allgaier, which, again, if you're going to bet, just take him top Chevrolet instead because it makes more sense. But we haven't talked about it much. Austin Hill, amazing at super speedways. We cashed on him multiple times last year when they were giving us good numbers. You just don't get it. Plus 350 on a super speedway is almost unbettable. And we saw it at the last super speedway race. Literally nobody wanted to help Austin Hill. Everybody was going out of their way to not help Austin Hill because everybody knows if they help him at all, he's going to win because he's the best guy out there. It's not even close. He's not going to get a lot of help, but this is a good way to hedge on that. You get in on him, but it includes some other guys as well. You still get it at plus money. 
Um, so you know you're shaving you're shaving 250 off of there, but you're getting a ton of other cars, including John Hunter, who won the most recent uh, you know Super Speedway race. You're getting Trevor Bain, who's a former Daytona 500 winner. Like there's plenty of guys in there. Uh, you get the Sieg brothers, who I talked about, Brad Moffitt, you know Riley Herbst. You named all the guys, right? A lot of guys who could win over that number. So I do like it. And again, you're back on your hot streak with uh, winning car numbers. So I'm not going to argue with you there. We'll see how that works out for you. But um, all right. Well, we can get to some winners. We definitely have uh, no other obligations to get to. So let's go ahead and get to some race winners, shall we? Let's do it, Rod. Uh, again, you got to split it up. Spread it. Spread your number, your card throughout the the field here. I'm going to take Justin Haley at ten to one. Of the favorites, I feel like his number is the best. Only Cup Series guy in this field now, uh, with Ty Gibbs not being in the race. And he's a really, really good super speedway racer. He's got two wins and a second-place finish at Daytona in the Xfinity Series. He's got five top ten finishes in just ten starts. Um, and he's been running at the end of eight of the ten races in Daytona in the Xfinity Series. He's also got two wins at Talladega in the Xfinity Series. Uh, so he was the Austin Hill of the Xfinity Series before Austin Hill was. When it comes to super speedways, so good at them. Uh, but at Talladega, he's got two wins there, and he's never finished worse than eighth in his five starts at Talladega. Uh, he started twice at Atlanta in the Xfinity Series on this configuration, a fourth and a tenth place finish there. That is eight, 13, 14, 15 of 17 super speedway races in the Xfinity Series where he's been running at the end of the race, giving you a chance at 10 to 1. He's already done it twice at Daytona before. The college cars, very good at working together. The names have changed over the years. It's a different lineup now. Obviously, you've got the number 11, but we've seen it. He was right there at the end of the last Super Speedway race, right? Chandler Smith, you talked about him a little bit ago. They'll work together if they're up there. Justin Haley can get it done. 10 to 1. A little bit surprised he's still running an Xfinity car for them when it's been announced he's going to Rick Ware next year, but uh, hey, whatever. Anyways, 10 to 1, I like him. Brandon Jones, talked about him earlier as well. 20 to 1. I gave you all the reasons. I gave you why he's good at super speedways. I think at 20 to 1, he is a good bet. And then, Rod, at 60 to 1, give me some Brett Moffitt, one of those cars that was running extremely well when Riley Herbst, oh, or not Riley Herbst, when uh, number 11. Oof, I'm glad I said the wrong name, so I didn't say his name. I was, whew, thank you, Bob, for that, saving me from saying his name. Uh, cleaned everyone out. He was one of those cars that was running up there at, at a similar price, 60 to 1. Um, but back in 2021, he finished second place here, Rod. If you can finish second here, you can win the race 60 to 1. Also had an 11th place finish that year here. Um, he's got three top 12 finishes at Talladega and just seven starts. And again, was a casualty of the number 11 earlier this season there. Um, He's got a top 20 in all four Atlanta starts, including a sixth place in the March spring race there on the Super Speedway configuration. Brett Moffitt is a guy who can get it done. And then, of course, Rod, my auto play at Super Speedways, Ryan Sieg. I've already talked him up. This guy will be in the mix. They will say his name 50 times on the broadcast. He's going to be up front all day. If he can avoid the chaos, he will be there at the end. He's getting so close to getting that first win. It's coming, and it's going to be a party when it happens. 60 to 1, I'm not going to miss that party. Uh, so Justin Haley, 10 to 1. Brandon Jones, 20 to 1. 
Brett Moffat, 60 to one. Ryan Sieg, 60 to one. Absolutely love it. Again, it's the first touchdown bet for the Super Speedway racing winners. So uh, take that as it were. I'll toss one more on there because uh, I fully believe in, uh, well, actually, I fully believed in your first one, but he's not there anymore. So um, I will take John Hunter Nemechek at 14 to 1. You can find that on Superbook. That's actually a pretty good number for uh, John Hunter Nemechek at 14 to 1. Obviously, we he's just one of the faster cars every single week. There's no questioning it. There's no denying it. The guy has already uh, got five wins this season. Um, yeah, he suffered through three bad races. And I say bad, but Indy was 13th. That's kind of a bad race, I guess, for him. Uh, we know what happened over there at Road America. And then Pocono, he finished 32nd. But he had come off of two back-to-back wins, right? And one of them was in Atlanta where it was a super speedway type race, right? He started second uh, and finished first. Did he have the fastest car all day? No, not in that race in particular. And he was probably surprised that he won that race anyways uh, altogether. And he said it just as much that he was surprised. But that just goes to show that it can happen, that winning on this track is is almost as much luck as it is skill. You talk about Talladega. He started third, but he got wrecked out of that one, right? Unfortunately, we didn't get to see him finish well in that Daytona, runner-up in Daytona, just like Cody just said. If you can finish second on a super speedway, you can finish first on a super speedway. In Atlanta, the first time around, he started second and he finished eighth. I mean, those are some fantastic finishes for John Hunter Nemechek. He is a man on a mission. He's out to prove that he definitely deserves to be higher than he is right now. Another win at Daytona or a win at Daytona in general will go a long way to prove that. Um, and and listen, you got to look back to what he's done on this on this racetrack in those Gallagher cars, right? He finished eighth and 22nd. The eighth place, not bad in that 23. 22nd is more what you would expect out of a car like that. And then uh, he was in a Sam Hunt car, that 26 car in 2022. He finished 35th, which is exactly what you would uh, expect out of it. But you put him in Gibbs equipment, right? Right out of the bat, start seventh, finish second. So it just goes to show that, uh, as we know, and again, if you listen to this show, if you watch Xfinity Racing, I don't really have to sell you on the fact that John Hunter Nemechek is a fast car. Um, and at 14 to one, that's actually not bad for a car that just won Atlanta, finished second in Daytona to start the season. I mean, I don't know what they were looking at. I don't care, I suppose. We're going to swipe, we're going to swoop in on John Hunter Nemechek at 14 to one. So grab that at Superbook. It's 12 to one, some other places, um, but I, the, the value is better on Superbook. So get there uh, and grab that 14 to one on, on JHN. Yeah, love it. Zero argument from me here. Uh, again, he won the most recent one and he was second on this track earlier this year to a guy that we know nobody's going to help. So, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's a it's great number, 12 or 14 to one. Uh, yeah, super good number. I, I love it. Man, I feel like we got some good bets, Rob. Well, 12 to 1 is a good number, too, but I was just glad yeah. I found it at 14 to 1. So Exactly. But um, All right. Well, let's uh, get out your pen and paper. Let's go over these bets that we got for the Wawa 250. I like saying that name. Wawa 250 over there at the Daytona International Speedway. Cody started you out with Sam Mayer as the top Chevy at 12 to 1 and then added Moyle Sack as the top Toyota at 12 to 1. And Kaz Grala also is a top Toyota at 850, uh, plus 850. I said Algar would be a top Chevy at plus nine. Well, the top Chevy, not necessarily a top Chevy. The top Chevy at nine to one. 
Cody gave you Kyle Sieg as the top forward at 20 to one and Ryan Sieg is brother. Yes. At six to one, uh, as the top forward as well. I gave you Sammy Smith as a top five car at plus three fifty. Cody gave you Brandon Jones as a top three car at five, uh, plus five fifty. I gave you Jeb Burton as a top three car at plus 600. Cody gave you Riley Herbst as a top five car at plus 400. And then top five in the Xfinity and top five or top 10 rather in the cup at 21 to one. And if you really want to get crazy, uh, this number is pretty big. If, if Riley Herbst wins both races, you are going to be at plus 313,000, right? 313,000. That is three zeros. Uh, so $31,000 to you. If you bet $10, have some fun with that one. That one would be a pretty fun one to cheer for. Um, I took Chandler Smith over Parker Kligerman at plus 100. Cody gave you Ryan Sieg as a top five car at plus 650. I gave you the winning car number over 18 and a half at plus 100. Cody gave you Justin Haley at 10 to one, Brandon Jones at 20 to one, Brett Moffat at 60 to one and Ryan Sieg at 60 to one as his race winners. I gave you John Hunter Nemechek at 14 to 1 on Superbook to win the Wawa 250. Wow. That's a pretty stacked card there, bud. That is a stacked card. A lot of plus money. No head to heads, Rod. No minus money bets. Not on Super Speedways. It's just not the good way to go about this. Again, you're taking it light, you're taking it easy, expecting none of these to hit. Expecting complete and utter chaos. It's a Friday night under the lights for Xfinity. Sign me up. I love it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good time. Sit back. Have a beverage of your choice. Enjoy the race. If the bet's cash, we're going to have a party. If they don't, stay Tona, baby. That's what happens. You got to be happy either way. As we say in our house, NASCAR did a good. They did a good this time <laughs> around. So... Uh, all right. Well, Cody, then let's go ahead and turn everybody loose so they can get their cards set for this before these odds shift, as we've already seen as we record this show. So yeah, as they've been shifting as we go here. <laughs> yeah. Hurry up and get locked these in before we see them shift. Right. Uh, but before we do remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on X at Husker underscore Zeb. Uh, you can find all my work there. Got a ton of stuff out for last word on sports, ton of stuff out for sports podcast network. All the F1 gambling podcasts as well. F1 shows out over there. Maybe an IndyCar show later this week. If we get some odds, hopefully. We'll see. But uh, check out the F1 show for sure. And yeah, let's go racing. Let's win some money. Let's go racing. Let's have some money. Let's do something like that. Thanks for bearing with us, everyone. <laughs> Always doing this from a different location just feels like an adventure ride in and of itself. So uh, if you've stuck along this this far, we appreciate you, as we always do, and even more so in these uh, rugged conditions. But follow me on Twitter, at uh, RJ Gomez. Link in the bio, everything I got going on, whether it's here. Back Road is kicking off tomorrow. Check out Seth and Elliot as they break down Daytona while I am away. And then I will hopefully get a four fast or fast money out there for frequency's sake. We'll see. Anyways, find everything I'm up to. Link in the bio on Twitter at RJV Gomez. We'll be back tomorrow with the truck series and then of course DFS later in the week. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>